Welcome to the Pixel People podcast, where we go beyond the quest lines to discover the backstories and motivations of our favorite video game NPCs to better understand them and ourselves. I'm Amelia, also known as Firewriter, and each episode I'm chatting with a special guest about a character they find particularly interesting. Since we're taking a close look at how these characters impact the story, please be aware that spoilers are likely. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to Pixel People. I'm Amelia, aka Firewriter, and my guest today is an artist, cosplayer, and virtual photographer whose favorite games, other than the one we'll be talking about today, of course, include the Fallout and Dragon Age series, Pamela, or as you're often known online, Honor and Steel. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad. So I just I I only recently got to play this game, so I'm super excited to be digging into it because, um, you know, I, I've been bursting at the seams kind of to talk about it. I know. <laughs> so so excited. So, who have you got for us? Well, today, um, I have not one of the main characters from the game. They're one of the more famous side characters um, that you can find in the game and one who you find is quite overshadowed by um, one of the very significant characters in the game. Um, He is the other half of the soul of the band Samurai Um, and a kind of a a weird relationship with uh, Johnny Silverhand, um, mm-hmm. almost like a rivalry sort of thing, and uh, best pals, really. Um, so I'm going to be talking about Carrie Uridine from Cyberpunk 2077. Seriously? Free to sing until you're blue in the face, nobody hearing a thing? It's just another kind of cage. Yeah, I, you know, it was so funny because I didn't realize um, until, you know, I... You know, I like to do a little background catch up, you know, it's like, you know, to see what I missed on my playthrough and stuff like that. And I didn't realize until I was looking through the wiki that he turns up in like other iterations of cyberpunk as well, which I was pretty thrilled to find out that he's been kind of a thread throughout the whole cyberpunk uh, series, as it were. (laughs) So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. He's been around a while. Uh, Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like for real um in the game yeah because i mean he's what 80 84 i think is his actual age like in game when we meet him in, in uh 2077 so it's a bit difficult to place an exact age on him but certainly he's, he's in his 80s possibly uh co- maybe around about 90 it, it's a bit difficult um it's the same with uh trying to sort of figure out how old johnny was um when yeah, you see him in his yeah. memories um, but yeah, 80s is like a good ballpark figure. Mm-hmm. It's looking pretty good for 80. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, um. The magic of cyberware. Oh, cyberware <laughs> and anti-aging that uh, only the rich and famous yeah. can afford in that world. <laughs> right. Which he very much is. Mm-hmm. Extremely rich and famous. Yeah. Like the best known musician in the world of cyberpunk yeah he is and uh plenty of others there in the game although you don't really encounter many of them um you only hear about them mm-hmm. 
although you do come across Lizzy Wizzy. Um, yes, yes. And I think I think I might have goofed her quest or something because I think there was a point where I was supposed to do something and I ran out of time, and I don't know really what happened. Oh, <laughs> I can't think what. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely due for another playthrough, and you know, take what I take what I learned from this playthrough and apply it to the next one. Definitely, <laughs> the game has so much replay value in it. Um, yeah, it's really cool, and you know, it's it's interesting because you know, it's unfortunate that Cyberpunk is like overshadowed almost a little bit by you know people go oh Cyberpunk because of the you know of the launch issues and blah blah blah, but it's like by the time I got to it. I was amazed. I was like, this game is so good. I can't believe that there are people who are still sitting it out because, you know, this, because, because they only heard about, you know, what happened at launch and didn't, didn't give CD Projekt Red the chance to kind of redeem themselves <laughs> and, and, you know, fix the game. And they did like, holy moly. Yeah. You know, and even, even just as I was doing my playthrough, they released that patch mm. in, um, was it February? And so, you know, even during my playthrough, I got, you know, additional content and, and, you know, I got to buy the, the new apartment. Yes. Oh, they're brilliant. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> it was so cool. I love them so much. And, oh gosh. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the additional, additional content with your romance. Yes. <laughs> it was just like, and they've got more coming like next year, it sounds like. Yes. And I'm just super psyched it for that. Is, so. It is. It's, I think a lot of people that came on um, with that patch came at a really good time because um, mm -hmm. there was just so much. But even then at launch I think the game was still really solid. I didn't have a huge number yeah. of problems and I fell in love with it. Um, I mean yeah. but for me it kind of reminded me a little bit of Fallout 76's launch as well. With, mm. And and, and yeah. even now, yeah. with both games, you still get so many people that are so... They just drop in on uh, comments, um, mm -hmm. you know, just to say that they hate the game and stuff like that. And it's just sort of, oh my god, guys, it's been like, you know, for Fallout 76, it's been, what, about three years now, <laughs> four years? And yeah. it's like, give it a rest, you know. Yes, <laughs> Exactly. It was, I, I, I found that the um, comment, the, uh, the, the general kind of social media discourse, if, if, if you mm -hmm. will, around um, cyberpunk with the, you know, when that new patch dropped, it was, it was, it really felt to me overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. Like, there were a few folks out there who were just like, um, whatever, this doesn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I heard so much more from people who were like, no, no, the game is really good. Another one that that really reminds me of is uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, mm -hmm. um, which also had, you know, a really crappy launch with a lot of bugs and a lot of problems. And, you know, unfortunately, while they, while they fixed up the game and, you know, and I played it last year and I loved it and it was wonderful. It's not going to get the ongoing support that uh, Cyberpunk is mm -hmm. getting. And that's really unfortunate. So I'm really glad to see that. Um, but people are coming around to that one too, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, if, if we can just get <laughs> more people to <laughs> keep trying out the um, the games that maybe had a rougher launch and are doing really great yeah, right now. Absolutely. <laughs> So getting back to Carrie, yeah. you want to give us kind of an overview of uh, of kind of who he is and how he fits into the overall game? Yeah. Um, so I guess 
like many of the characters who were in Johnny's past and that V, the character that you play, um, experiences, you kind of almost get two perspectives of Carrie. One is mm. um, more coloured by how Johnny relates to him and of course Johnny loves to jump in with his own thoughts and opinions on everything throughout <laughs> the game. And yes. um, <laughs> And it's very interesting because that kind of plays into the whole part of the game that because of the relic um, and V's consciousness psyche being overwritten by Johnny, um, mm -hmm. the engram that is on the relic, um, I kind of like it because you do get influenced by Johnny's opinions and thoughts in that because quite often it is the only perspective that you get at first um, of some of these mm -hmm. characters. And certainly in the case of Carrie, the, yeah. you really only see Carrie first in the game through Johnny's memories um, and that mm -hmm. mission where he goes to bomb Arasaka Tower. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's, the, it's, it's the last moments that he has with Carrie Um and you kind of get the option to to say one of two things, and I always kind of sort of um, go with the the slightly more friendly and amicable one, which is you know this isn't your scene, you know this isn't your band, you know go off and do your own thing, um, the sort of thing that yeah. he says. And um, yeah, I, I like that one especially because you you do see that for all that. They do, like any band does. They have their fights, they have their arguments, they have their disagreements and that. But at the end of it, there is like a real fondness between the two of them um, that you do see yeah, in that. Definitely. And um, But also that the Kerry that you see in Johnny's memories, he's a hell of a lot younger. Mm -hmm. But also, and I'll, I'll go on, I'll go on to this um, into a bit more detail and how it affects him in the future, but it's a carry who is probably a little bit more sort of, I don't want to say downtrodden, but his, um, his influence in Samurai is maybe a little bit less because of Johnny. They're both two really strong yeah. presences in the band, and mm -hmm. that itself can cause a lot of friction um yeah and you used the word overshadowed earlier mm. and i think you really feel that and and you feel that frustration with yes it too it's a recurring theme with carrie um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that again is something i will come back to you a few times um because it's something that he brings up many times and for johnny it's something that he didn't realize until you do the yeah. side quests, um, which appear later, well, in the later half of the game, um, mm -hmm. and um, the yeah, that has really, really impacted upon Carrie in quite a profound way. Um, so it's 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 kind of a shame, really, because he is even then in Samurai, he is really talented and very capable, um, right? But with samurai and as it is with a lot of bands as well in real life um 
when you say Samurai in Night City, people always follow up with Johnny Silverhand. Um, mm-hmm. He is the face of the band. Um, and, um, you know, for un- un- understandably so. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a sore point, I, I kind of feel, with, uh, with yeah. Carrie. Um, well, not necessarily a sore point. Oh, no. no but I, I think it, it is, because, I mean, that, that so much... Uh, ties into kind of how he lives his life for the rest of his life and kind of bouncing back and forth between um, trying to break out from under Johnny's shadow and prove himself as his own musician and falling into depressions where he feels like he'll never be able to do exactly Mm -hmm. that. And that ties in so, so clearly to, you know, like what happens to him as you're playing through his quests, you know, and his, his altercation with, you know, the band Us Cracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that name just cracks me up. <laughs> but <laughs> but you, you definitely see a lot of that shining through as he's trying to kind of figure out where he is. There's there's something about his trajectory that in a way um, reminds me um, kind of a real world um, analog is a little bit of uh, Dave Grohl, you mm-hmm. know, where he comes out of Nirvana, yeah. which, you know, very much has the face of Kurt Cobain. Yep. And and I don't, he doesn't have that same kind of energy of, I have to prove myself, da, da, da. But you see where he he went on and did his own thing and became this, you know, massive star that might not have been possible, you know, if Nirvana had never, you know, imploded, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things that, like, could that have been a similar trajectory or some at some point or, you know was when they were creating the characters. Although I guess I'm trying to think what the timeline would have been for when <laughs> when Carrie was actually originally imagined if if that was like, you know, on the creator's mind or anything like that. Um, you know, a situation yeah. like that. It's um yeah, I mean it's the I mean I haven't spent an awful lot of time looking back at the um tabletop uh RPG books. Um yeah. and my introduction to the cyberpunk um game world and um, not the genre i've been into the genre for a lot longer than i realize um yeah but yeah my introduction to this was through the video game and and for a lot of the people listening to this mm-hmm. that'll be in the same case for them and we'll be going back yeah, through the books and yeah. that so um mm-hmm. so a lot of how i'm, I'm going to talk about carrie is going to be massively influenced by the games um for sure for sure but yeah, yeah. no it's um i mean he is a really He's a fan favorite for anybody that um, came from the tabletop RPG. Yeah, um, there's a lot of love for him from there. What's funny is that yeah, because I did play the tabletop like way back when. Like, oh wow! I, I rem- and it's one of those things where it's like I remember playing it, but I can't remember hardly anything from it. <laughs> I didn't play it for a long time. We tried. Um, I was just in a group and we tried, you know, different games now and then. And Cyberpunk was one of the ones that um, we tried and. You know, played a campaign in there for probably about six months or something like that. Um, I just, I just don't remember very much about, about you know the details yeah. or anything. But it's, it's funny that you know that that was like in the late nineties. Yeah, no, it's been it's it's as a game itself. Uh, it's been around for a long time, and yeah. and I think yeah, a lot of people that have played the game will probably find themselves going back to that. And it has had a lot of recent yeah. updates so that's that's really cool it's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely worth having a look into um just just time. absolutely yeah but 
but um yeah so so the first sort of encounter really is through Johnny's memories and and, and I got to say I, on my first playthrough I was fairly influenced by that but um I know I know myself that I shouldn't and um kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and see what they're like <laughs> um and yeah so the next time that you really sort of come across Carrie, um, apart from Johnny's memories, which you, you see a couple of times, and I got a point out, I love how if you pay attention, you can see the different changes between um, an, er an earlier version of Carrie and then a few years later. Um, mm -hmm. You can see yeah. like um, his tattoo sleeves. Um, so like the the earlier ones, um, you know, they're just getting started, and then he's got more on, more done on them, and and his it's even his clothes change, <laughs> his hair changes, and and that. Um, but he still looks really similar. Yeah. Um, and then when you actually meet him yourself as V, um, you know, it's been fifty years since then, and um, yeah. Yeah, he's he has had a complete change and uh, transformation, which is another theme that comes up in the game over and over and over again, and certainly mm -hmm. comes mm -hmm. through with Carrie um, in quite a few different ways. Um, some that again, Johnny just loves to mock. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, you know what is that was something that. I really sort of picked up on and and really like to see, but I'll I'll sort of go into that one. Sort of start talking about <laughs> when you actually encounter <laughs> Carrie as V for the yeah. first time. So, um, that point in the game, um, Johnny has been kind of wanting to get back in touch with a lot of people from his life um, that are still alive because. Not all of them are. Um, Alt Cunningham, um, as people know, um, she kind of died. Um, her physical body died, but um, she fled into the net. Um, you have a earlier sort of side quest um, involving Rogue. Um, Johnny takes her out on a date, mm. but um, Johnny. Uh, pops his well v pops her pills uh, to let johnny take over and um johnny takes a uh, rogue out on a date and uh mm -hmm. that's uh that's interesting <laughs> um yeah you kind of it's yes, it's, a, it's an awkward oh moment. my god is it ever <laughs> but i mean it's such a good quest but i mean you kind of you kind of see you, you see you see through all of these how how much Johnny screwed up people's lives and Carrie's is yeah. no exception. Yeah. Um, right. Um, and yeah, and that's, and that's again, meeting Carrie is um, kind of another one of Johnny's screw ups that he kind of wants to rectify. But also, Johnny's concerned because when he um, took over V's body for his crazy wild night out on Night City. Um, he was with it enough to read a scream sheet. And it basically said that um, Kerry had attempted suicide, but his bodyguard mm, yeah. had taken the gun yeah. away from him. And um, yeah, <sighs> yeah uh, Johnny, Johnny mentions quite a lot that um, 
Carrie has always had personal problems. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's fair to say that Carrie is quite a sensitive guy. Um, a lot more than oh, yeah. a lot more than people realize. Um, but also a lot more than he initially sort of shows. Um, that's really true. It's almost like he has to come to terms with that in a way. Like he, he, he definitely wants to play up that, you know, mm-hmm. hard, rocky exterior, you know, and, and by rocky, I don't mean like, uh, <laughs> that was a weird choice of words, but, um, not like, not like a rock, but like rock star rock style. Yeah. yeah. That kind of, that kind of thing. You know, he's, he's worked very hard to cultivate that. And it's like, you really see that when you get to his villa and he's got like, commissioned works of art of yourself nude and stuff like that you know it's you're just kind of like who is this guy wow it's like going around his mansion was like um an episode of through the keyhole um and it's like who would live in a place like this um yeah and i love that bit um of uh, going through his house. Oh, I had I had a blast exploring. Yeah. I know. Well, this is it, and and the thing is, is that you can tell you can tell an awful lot about Carrie from that. Um, but you can also make quite a lot of assumptions too. Um, and I'm certainly guilty of this because um, at first I really, really did not like Carrie at all, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Like a lot of characters in games, video games and films and in other media, I usually find that if I have such reaction to a character, I have to sort of think, okay, why is that? And um, yeah, and there's, there's usually a lot of reasons of why. And it's not always a case of, oh, they're a horrible character, as in like they are meant to be that horrible character. Right. Um, it's usually because of their flaws, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, some mm-hmm. of those flaws can be a little bit, oh, oh, wow, yeah. And if I talk about it, <laughs> a little revealing. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and, and, and if yeah. I go and speak to some uh, friends or even some family that have played the same game, or if I'm telling them, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to some family about, oh yeah, I was playing this game and came across this character, and I really don't like them. And then and then they kind of say, well, <laughs> yeah, but have you, that's, you are kind of like that, and it's like, oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> like, oh that's <laughs> why I don't like them, because and I kind of like that in a way, because um, it, it's, it's, it's interesting when you have characters like that that kind of sort of mirror things, negative things back, especially, back mm-hmm. to you. And it you think oh wow okay mm-hmm. um that is quite interesting um paladin dance was one of those for me um interesting yeah okay. and um so i've i've learned to not go on that and continue on with that oh i don't like this character it kind of makes me think oh yeah. why is that and and maybe they're actually not so bad and and definitely in the case of that characters that i've initially had such a strong negative reaction to have ended up being characters that I really love. So like Paladin Dance, yeah, um yeah. Dorian Pavis from Dragon Age Inquisition. Um mm. there's uh there's a character in a series of books that I'm reading. Um and I I hated her to begin with. Um but she's by far one of the best characters in the series. And then of course Carrie. <laughs> um 
<laughs> so yeah. so yeah so I've, I've, it's, it was, yeah. yeah it's, it's always fun <laughs> yeah it was it was really interesting when i met him because because my first you know impressions you know as as you pointed out they're very colored by what johnny is telling you in your head and it's like you know by that point in the game i was i was pretty far in the game mm. uh when i met carrie just because i spend so much time doing side quests and stuff um and uh, by that point, you know, I kind of knew, like, to kind of take whatever Johnny says with a grain mm, of salt. Massively. And so, you know, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, you know, as I'm exploring, I'm kind of, you know, once I finally start talking to him, I'm kind of like, okay, okay. I think, you know, I see you. I see you, buddy. Um, and then um, we get started doing his quest. Mm-hmm. And he just goes off the deep end. And he's so filled with rage and anger. And it's coming out in these, like, just disgusting things that he is saying like i'm oh my gosh if somebody said these you know spoke about these girls in the band you know in in that's cracks in in real life to me the way that carrie speaks about them i would not want anything to do with this person i'm like you're using really gross misogynistic language right now and it's like ew um and then and and at that point i was kind of like how do people like this character? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, no, it was um, so yeah. I yeah, I was kind of really surprised with that. But when yeah. you dig into it a bit more, um, if you if you go and uh, read some of the um, emails between him and his mm-hmm. manager Kovacek, um, yeah, you kind of sort of realise that a little bit of this has been brought up on um by Kerry um mm-hmm. by deciding that he doesn't want to be told every single detail um by his manager mm-hmm. um and i can understand little little details you know they could be dealt with by um by his manager but um mm-hmm. it does also feel a bit like that they are perhaps deliberately keeping him out of the loop of some of the bigger things as well and yeah definitely certainly i think yeah. this was one of them so the the us cracks uh, side gig um carrie finds out that he one of his songs um user friendly um is going to be covered by the us cracks who are a, a young j-pop band and they're touring yeah they're kind of described as like laser pop i think was yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> like make of that what you will yeah, that's why I said J-pop because I think it's something that people that yeah. maybe haven't played the game can relate to more easily um, yeah yeah. and yeah. Um, you see you see the us cracks everywhere on posters you hear their song mm-hmm. um, pon pon shit yes. <laughs> I love that song <laughs> um, um, but yeah he finds out that no. I'll get to that in a minute, but um, he finds out that they want to cover his song and he is having yeah. none of it. He is not happy oh, yeah. at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, he basically wants to sabotage them. And yeah. Which you do, but um, so the first sort of step in that is he's going to um, destroy this fan that's carrying some of their gear. And um, he's been yeah. given a tip of where and when it's going to be, and he takes V along, and um, 
and uh, yeah, they uh, basically destroy it. And uh, Johnny's a little bit impressed because uh, you know it's it's not something that old Carrie would have done. Um, but uh, yeah, so you you get away from the NCPD and uh, and then he decides that <laughs> early hours are the best time for some coffee. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and um, and you get a chance to speak to him a bit more about it and find out about why, yeah, um, yeah. yeah what exactly have the us cracks done, and um, and a little bit right. of his fears. So, um, mm-hmm. and this was something that was quite interesting as the corporal path that I played with um, for that character when I did this. Um, was that you do get a chance to actually mention to him, it's like, well, hey, you were given this tip that this was going to be, you know, this van was going to be at that place at that time. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's a little bit convenient? And and he mm. does kind of sort of consider that um, a bit. And it was certainly something that I thought of myself as well before I even got to that point in the quest. Um I was thinking, this seems a bit too strange, and that he <laughs> seems to be completely unaware of this. This is really odd as well. Um, yeah, and- yeah. It's interesting because I played mm-hmm. Nomad, so I didn't have the opportunity to kind of address that issue. And it was something that I kind of noted, but at the same time, you know, that kind of happens in games where things happen just very conveniently as a plot driver, you know. So it's actually really interesting to find out right now that that was addressed. Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody's done the Lizzie Wizzy um side gig as well. Um mm-hmm. and spoiler for that one, um her manager who she is also in a romantic relationship with um wants mm-hmm. to um create an engram of her onto a relic but also mm-hmm. wants to edit yeah. out some of her less um than great personality traits and that is really quite shocking and I just sort of think oh my god but then at the same time I think well actually you know that in itself doesn't surprise me at all in this game world um Mm -hmm. and you kind of get a bit of a dilemma with that do you tell her and 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 the consequences of telling her are quite um harsh and if that comes back in um the the sort of plan for DLC that will be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, I yeah, so. I'd love to know yeah. what happens with that. Um, I won't. I won't spoil yeah. the rest of her quest line. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely yeah, because that's only f- as far as mm. I was able. There's like a second half. It yes. felt like that I goofed. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, yeah, just too bad. And but that's no, okay. No, that's I'll, I'll play it <laughs> no, again. <laughs> and I'm a much better driver this time. So uh, <laughs> there are a lot of quests that I will not be, because uh, there was another quest that I failed out on just because I am I'm a hazard on the streets of Night City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've got the hang of it now. Oh, I'm better, I'm better on two wheels in that game than I am on four. Um, <laughs> yes. And some of them, Big some of them, yeah, Sam. some of them do force you to drive cars. Um yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you do that gig, and um, you kind of get a bit of an understanding. And he brings up that um, there's a few people you hear around about in Night City, especially if you go to where um, Dino, um, one of the fixers, are. Um, people feel that mm-hmm. Carrie is sold out. Um, 
I mean, he's signed yeah. to one of the major record labels. Um, yeah, it's called MSN. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> way to signpost it. <laughs> and it's just sort of like, oh my gosh, really, you know. It's, the thing is, that reminds me so much of music fans in real life. And even like with Maelstrom yeah. as well. Um, so if Royce mm. survives the All Foods um, gig um, and you go to um, rescue Nancy from the Maelstrom and he, mm. Royce reminds me of so many metal fans, black metal fans especially, um, where, yeah, the, 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 they can be a little bit narrow-minded with their views on other musicians and bands and styles and that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, he is ridiculously famous and you know successful, but there are like pockets of people mm-hmm. who really, really don't like him at all and think he's kind of betrayed um, Samurai Johnny Silverhand himself. But at the same time, Kerry is also criticized for not being able to move out and get away from uh, the shadow that is samurai and johnny silverhand so the poor guy um his -hmm. music career he cannot win and yeah and that's so real i mean oh my god you see that with so many bands it's like either they're making the same thing over and over and they get criticized for that or they're being experimental and Everybody hates it. And you really get that, you know, you, you see that uh, progression through, mm. it, you know, when you're, if, if you go through and read everything, because he did try like all these different mm-hmm. styles. He's got like these really experimental albums. He's got something that comes across as maybe a little like maybe a rock opera kind of thing. <laughs> He's got like, you know, just like ethereal music. It, it's really interesting yeah. that he's clearly tried all these yeah. different things. So nobody can say like he's doing the same thing, yeah. but. You never make people happy. No. <laughs> Nobody hates a band like their fans. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, I know. And I mean, I'm I'm a massive rock and metal fan and, and they can be some of the worst critics ever. It's like, uh, oh my yeah. goodness. Um, so, I mean, there is yeah. a bit of that that kind of sort of, I feel comes into play with how he's feeling. Because, um, I mean, originally mm. at the mansion, he is, he is in the pits. I mean, he says he's not depressed. Yeah. Um, and that he's not suicidal and that. But when I was speaking to a couple of other Kerry fans before coming on here, um, and we were discussing a couple of things because I was saying, do you think he was mm-hmm. depressed? And do you think that he was actually going to try again? And um, and as somebody pointed out to me, it's like, well, he's in the shower when you go into the mansion, and mm-hmm. he doesn't go anywhere else between leaving that and coming across V johnny playing guitar and he's there with a gun and they're like who would take a gun to the shower with them right and i kind of sort of feel like yeah like he got there in the nick Mm -hmm. of time yeah yeah and even like the way i mean it's it's hard to oh i just yeah it's it's i think even a a few of us said that it's it's hard to tell whether the state of his place is through rocker hedonism or through mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so true. It's hard so to tell. True. And it could be a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And and a few people have said that if you've ever been in that situation yourself, then you kind of sort of pick up on these things. 
and recognize yeah. them for what they are. And he kind of sort of waves yeah. it off as, oh, no, no, that was all a PR thing. And, and, and I'm there going, Mm-mm, no, you're mm-hmm. lying. You're yeah. just saying that to save face because you're speaking to Johnny again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And th- and that's like the thing there. He does not want to look weak. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I was I was leaning into that word, but then I was just like, I want to be super clear that I don't perceive no. that, but that he, that's how he yeah. would perceive yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think as a musician, you kind of have to have a bit of a thick skin because of, yeah. but considering that it's been you know a long career that he's had. And and everything with Johnny that he's been wrangling with for years, um, mm-hmm. it's going to take its toll, and it certainly has. Um, and it kind of has weighed on his mind because once you get to once you get past the sort of next bit, which is um, that the van clearly did not help. So now it's time to yeah. say, take a little bit more direct action and actually encounter, uh, well, actually and face the us cracks girls themselves. And that can kind of go one or two ways. You can go with the Mm -hmm. very uh, aggressive, angry, I'm going to make you not play this song at your show. Um, Or um, I kind of like the way that I was playing my character, who is a bit more observant, a bit more switched on and that, he... You pick up on that they say, oh, well, your manager said that we could do this. And mm-hmm. V can has the chance to say, well, hold on a minute. What was that about a deal? And um, yeah. and then and then the us cracks, the Blue Moon in particular, she does a lot of the talking in this. And she mentions, yeah, your your manager said that you were okay with this. And, and Carrie's like, no, I did not. I'm, in fact, my manager never even said anything about this to me. Um, right. And yeah, you kind of, it kind of, yeah, you're kind of sort of there in the middle, and, you, and there's one way which can totally escalate the whole thing, and then you've got the other yeah. option, which I always go with, which de-escalates it <laughs> and brings an awful yeah, lot of understanding. That's what I did too. Um, it feels yeah. so wrong to go for the other one because oh my god, I can't imagine going for the other one. Uh, it's the relationship that develops between him and us cracks is so, so sweet. sweet and it so is. Cute. Oh well, this goodness. is it. They just, they, they just, <laughs> the only reason they want to do it is because they really love and admire Carrie. Right. And, and yeah. I think you kind of, if you go for the de escalation route, he kind of sort of sees that. Yeah, it's like he's such a star, and they're just they're starstruck, and and they're big stars mm. themselves. So the idea of you know one star being starstruck by another is just it's it's kind of adorable, and you know, and watching him kind of lean into that and be like, oh, okay, yeah, these girls are all right. And th- <laughs> yeah, know? it is. And the thing is, is that if you follow through with that, I mean, I did I did go with the um, you know, tell them to cancel everything, um. It's it's quite deflating to see that um, because yeah, y- you go to yeah, Dark Matter and there's just him, um, Spectre, and V, and you're like, oh wow, okay, and it's very subdued and quite. Uh, whereas it's, it's it's quite sad because you do the samurai gig and that sort of really lifts him up and makes him feel so much better yeah, and yeah. happy. Even Johnny's like, oh my god, I didn't want to make him this happy. And I'm like, who the hell would say that? <laughs> really? You're supposed to be his friend and you wanted to save him from... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you if you go with the Us Cracks collaboration, and I like it because mm-hmm. they do it on their own terms. 
um they don't yeah, do what yeah. their managers wanted them to do but they still collaborate mm-hmm. um so they do something else yeah and um, and it's a huge hit um yeah. even pan am comments on it um yeah but um yeah it's, it's a great time you know he's he's in the media spotlight in a positive way the us cracks love him they love mm-hmm. v as well and it's yeah, so much better yeah. and but also i think that the whole thing gets him thinking about things in a different way and i hope if it continues on that he's talking about his manager and uh, just how I think it's maybe a turning point where perhaps he realizes that the the lack of attention that he's paid to his mm-hmm. own career and let his manager control things. Yeah. He really needs to take the reins an awful lot more. And Yeah, yeah. And I think even in a way, it kind of also sort of feeds into with the whole Johnny thing as well. And especially once you talk to him yeah. um up on the balcony. Um, where he explains, yeah. and this is where it all comes out, and you actually you you really properly get to see the softer side of Kerry. Um, he is really really affected by Johnny and the overshadowing influence mm-hmm. of Johnny on his career, but not even yeah. just on his career, but on him personally, and that he feels perhaps seems to feel that. He isn't worthy and isn't yeah. worthy of all this fame. Yeah, you really see that the, the overshadowing happens in his mm-hmm. own mind. And it's 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 really horrible to see because he doesn't deserve that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's also so understandable. Yes. Like, you know, and I think, um, you know, you see that maybe in like sibling relationships, mm-hmm. if there's like a sibling that's, you know, that golden child or whatever. And, um, you know, the other ones that just not only do they never live up in, you know, a parental uh, point of view, they don't live up in their own view. And no matter what they do, no matter how much success they reach, never they're can. never going to feel like mm. it's enough. And and that's it is just embedded within yeah. their own head. And he even goes so far to say that um, one of his biggest fears is that everything that he's done, um, it'll just be forgotten about. Yeah. And yeah. see, even 50 years on, everybody still, cho- everybody still talks about Johnny um, and what he did. Right. And and I suppose, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like he's never been able to escape that. So even, even though Johnny is dead... <laughs> Everybody still talks yeah. about him, and um, <laughs> now here he I is know, back. It's gotta be like God. the worst. Like, why? Why can't I get away from this asshole? <laughs> yeah, it it must be so difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think by the time you end that and sort of further on after with the next one, <laughs> the boat one, um, it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's a turning point for his sort of transformation. Um, yeah, and I know people sort of say, "Oh, it's like a late life crisis and things like that." But I'm just sort of like, "Yeah, but people <laughs> people change throughout their lifetime." And then if and I I dis yes. I dislike using midlife crisis, late life crisis, and all because it's very judgmental and and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
in that. So it just sort of said there's there's always potential for change and transformation at any point in your life. And yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because we're talking about a world where people live to be 150 mm-hmm. plus. You know, um, I think the the elder Arasaka was yeah. 150, right? And so, I mean, he's got a lot of living left to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, to be able to come to terms with with everything is so important. Yeah. You know, and, and it is never too late. You know, go back to school at yeah, 50, exactly. whatever. You know? I think, yeah, that's <laughs> such a good, it's, it's such a good that is actually a really good thing to say that, you know, it's never, it's never too late um, for anything. And, yeah. and he, when, uh, when he's talking to V, and especially when in the romance as well, you know, he, he, he says, you know, that V kind of shakes things up and, and, you know, makes things makes things happen, and um, and V really yeah. does that for for Carrie. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, the the last sort of bit in his quest where he steals Kovacek's boat, destroys his guitar, and destroys the boat. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a final sort of flourish to right. I've got that in my system, and from now on, <laughs> this is it's all going to change. And um, yeah, it it seems completely anarchic in that bit. Sometimes, sometimes if you want revenge <laughs> on somebody, um, you have to do that. And I kind of feel that yeah, Kovacek has been uh, either purposely trying to sabotage Carrion in some way. I'm not too sure. Yeah. I, we may never know until more story for his storyline comes out. Um, yeah. But I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel that he has been sabotaging Carrie a little bit, or quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that this is this this relates so much to the way kind of everything is in mm. Night City and in the world of cyberpunk. Carrie's been completely commodified. Yes. Um, you know, he is he is a product. He is he is not his own person. He is something to sell. He is something to make yeah. money off of. You know, and in the way that everything is when you're dealing with the corporations yeah. in in cyberpunk they don't see anybody as human they're they're yeah. consumers which is kind of a scary correlation to our own world it is <laughs> like these ideas didn't come out no in a vacuum it's, it's <laughs> when, you, when you dig into it there's so much in the game that is like oh wow that actually does happen in the real world but this is just oh, like yeah. magnified so yeah well yeah yeah, I mean, imagine, you know, like, we hear about it in things like, you know, um, you know, I don't know how familiar you probably are, because it's it's sort of a worldwide thing now, but you know, like American mm-hmm. Idol, where, you know, you've got these young performers, you know, who want to be seen who want to be, and they, they get bought, essentially, by a corporation, and then they're owned by that corporation, practically. Yeah. And, you know, you hear about it from the ones that, you know, were able to kind of break out of that. The absolutely terrible contracts mm. they were under. Oh, they're awful. Um, you know the ways in. Yeah, they're horrible. They're so exploitative, and and they count on them being you know young and not knowing their mm-hmm. way around you know uh, the industry and you know and they they run them ragged and they force them to play songs that they don't want to play and you know on and on and on and um, they come out of it just so. Burnt out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, burnt out, disenchanted, um, you know, and, and, you know, good for the ones that get to, you know, kind of take Mm. the reins and break away and do their own thing. But those stories are are less common than the ones who just fade into obscurity because they can't 
deal with that. And they no. shouldn't have to deal with yeah. that. It's terrible. But it's that it's that same, it's that commodification of of music, of art, um, that is becoming so yeah. prevalent, it feels these days. And certainly that um I think that's why he's so mad at the Us Cracks is because he is so yeah. protective, but also that he's worked so many years right. for it. Um, but also the texts with them. And I don't know whether you get them in his friendship um, side of it yeah. or if it's romantic yeah. only, but um, oh my God, if you romance him, he is really, really into V um, big time. <laughs> he... <laughs> It so is <laughs> one of the texts as about um he asks V for their opinion on some lyrics that he's written and um and he's like I, I thought of you when I was writing these and Aww. if you yeah and but also that he is he's a big fan of like having multiple meanings and layers in his songs as well yeah um, yeah and but if you go to one of his laptops in his home um, you find more lyrics and there's a song called Dark Matter and I just sort of think, okay, you've written this. Well, oh. I at least, by the title alone, I think you wrote this because of Dark Matter, the club, um, which is like the sort of first yeah. sort of romance point in that story. Um, and then and then there's another one, I don't know, but he's got a note at, um, at the other song, um, the one that he texts uh, V about, and He's, he even acknowledges, I'm going to get asked who this is about. And he's a little bit unsure whether he wants to say. And um, yeah, but um, that, that was one of the really sweet ones. And then the, the rest of his texts are kind of, they're about as much as you can expect from Carrie. You get the whole spectrum <laughs> of things from him. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's wild. It's, you know, it's, you, you get the, the really out there sexy ones and you get the, the ones which are just like idle conversation. I was bored. I took a personality test. <laughs> um, it says I'm a narcissist. You get all of those. <laughs> that can't be true. Brilliantly spotted, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, it's. I love his texts. They're amazing. They're so fun. Yeah, I I got some. I didn't get all of those texts because you know I, I wasn't able to romance him. Uh, I romanced mm. Judy, um, and um, I did get texts from him though. You know, and it was it was just like updates mm. on how he's doing with us cracks uh. and what they've got going on, and you know, just you could see that he had really stepped mm. into that kind of mentor role that he was absolutely destined yeah, for something <laughs> which i think it would be such yes. a good thing well, that's for him. kind of what i i saw with that i thought he he could be a really good mentor to them uh, maybe maybe not quite the right person to be a manager but um no. <laughs> would not recommend <laughs> a little oh, too yeah. temperamental for that um but certainly as a mentor he would be really good at that um yeah because um yeah, yeah so well, especially because he's seen so much, you know, yeah. bullshit over the course of, you know, 80-something yeah. years. And, you know, he knows mm. what the pitfalls are. He knows what to watch out for. Um, You know, even as – and he's learned a lot of that through hard yeah. experience from, you know, being kind of taken advantage mm -hmm. of himself and having to make a name for himself and, you know, try to – separate himself from samurai and johnny's silver hand that that's going to be you know that's a wealth of wisdom to impart 
upon these, you know, very young, early in their career. Yeah, performers. absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of sort of hoping that if that story does sort of continue on um, in an expansion, that it kind of gets a good resolution. But knowing CD Projekt Red with some of the game. Uh, some of the uh, quests in the Witcher games, sometimes you do things and you think you're doing the right thing and they take a very dramatic twist mm -hmm. and I'm really hoping that isn't the case with this one. Oof. I really hope so. Because yeah. I... I just... just I think as so many people that I've spoken to and who absolutely adore Carrie as, as much, some, mm -hmm. some of them even more. <laughs> um... <laughs> But <laughs> there's some impressive artwork out there and impressive photography. Yeah. You know, we, you know, in your intro, we mentioned the virtual photography. You are talented like crazy. I am mind blown at the way you're able to use that in-game camera to, to, you know, the photo mode to, to set scenarios and like get people into position where you want them and stuff. I'm like, how do you do this? I can barely take a photo of myself. <laughs> look halfway decent <laughs> let alone other characters it's i love the uh the uh community that sprung up around virtual photography it's amazing yeah. it's so cool it to is see. it's it's such a art it's yeah <laughs> and it's 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 fun having cut my teeth in fallout 76 where it's limited yeah, and you can't yeah. use mods with it being an online mm -hmm. game so but no there's like i didn't realize how much love and some of the some of the insights that people gave me were really amazing and um um i think carrie is one of those characters you know there's there are characters where the obvious character arc is for you know they're not going to have mm -hmm. a happy ending and it's okay because of the way things play out and you know the contribution they make in the world and all of that Carrie is one of those characters that I think really deserves a happy yeah. ending. You know, he's he's just been through some shit. Mm -hmm. And and he just deserves to have that second half of his life that he still has ahead of him to just really enjoy life and make the music he wants to make and tour the world with us <laughs> cracks. <laughs> you know, and just uh he, he he deserves it. And 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 just to be completely free of Silverhand and Samurai and just just be living life on yeah. his own terms. I want, I want yeah, to no, him. definitely. I think I I I can't <laughs> think of anybody that would disagree with that um, at all. Um, I know, and even I know a couple of my friends were sort of like, "Oh my god, he's he's such a precious cinnamon bun. He needs to be protected, and yeah, he deserves <laughs> he deserves the world. He deserves the best." <laughs> He really I know. does. He really does. It's like you know, I, and it was funny because I never would have thought that you know when we were when I was going through the the, mm -hmm. the van quest and just being like, oh, my what are you doing? God, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, but, you know, <laughs> and, you know, but but then everything that happens afterward, you know, you see that that character growth for a character that's really been, uh, his growth has been stifled, mm -hmm. you know, his entire life. Even with as much as he does, he he just you see him constantly trying to grow and just kind of the wall, yeah, stuck, yeah. Even if that yeah. wall is sometimes he, himself, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, if that wall is like mostly, himself. And that's so relatable. <laughs> I mean, I've oh my god, uh, yeah, yes. that's that's been me so many times. 
Oh my God. Oh, that's a story of my life. My God, you know, it's like, and I, and I get that because it's like, you know, I'm kind of at that halfway point too. And, you know, and it's like, you know, you come to a, you come to a reckoning where it's like, is this really the way mm. we want to do things for the next 40 whatever years, you know? And it's like, mm. no, not really. <laughs> I think as well with, with how things have been the last couple of years as well, it's been, um, mm. Yeah, it's been a bit of a given a lot of people sort of time to sort of think and review mm -hmm. things as well, and perhaps yes. the timing of the game that came out just before we all went into lockdowns right. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's probably something that really relates to a lot of people too. And and going back to like that big ass painting of uh, Carrie, um, Johnny. <laughs> um, I'll paraphrase it because I can't remember word for word, but Johnny mockingly says, mm. oh, Luke, Carrie's stepping out from his uh, silky samurai cocoon, you know, and he says it in that tone of voice, <laughs> which is just sort of like, oh my god. Yeah. It's just sort of like, you just cannot let this guy get on and be himself, can you? You've all... and Yeah. And yeah. It just must... That must have been so maddening for Carrie. It was certainly maddening for me, yeah. and and the things that Johnny yeah. picks on with Carrie, and I just sort of think you're a terrible friend to him. No wonder this poor guy's depressed. <laughs> he really is. Um, He's a terrible friend to yeah. everybody. Um, <laughs> it's like anybody who comes in contact with him, their life yeah, goes to um, hell. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, but um, it is sort of that. I mean, it's a very obvious sort of point, but it's one that I think is sometimes over overlooked a little bit. But his is kind of a change at any point in your life is messy. It is mm -hmm. chaotic. Yeah. It can be really perplexing to the people that are outside of it. Um, but um, it's necessary, and you can go through that so many times in your life. Yeah. Um, at any point right. and I think that's one of the things that I've, I liked about that is that I kind of showed that sometimes you need that catalyst too to knock you out of that and you know and, and I love so much that you brought up you know the timing of the game and, and the way people have analyzed their lives in the last couple of years because that was mm -hmm. that catalyst you know that was the catalyst for us and Carrie needed that catalyst of V and Johnny Silverhand coming back into his life to knock him out of this this state that he's been in, this depressive, autopilot, uh, destructive mm -hmm. phase um, of his life that's gone on for so many years. That's it, it's hard to fathom. And it's just it's I, I love that you made mm -hmm. that correlation, though, between between what happens with him and, and what happened to so I mean I, I absolutely did that I, I was one of them <laughs> I'm a statistic um, <laughs> you know but it's like taking a good hard look at your life and just being like we can do better <laughs> you know and, and, and I love seeing it I love that you know so many people are figuring out you know or, or I don't know if figuring out is the right word but they're they're seeing like for the first time in some cases their value mm -hmm. you know and whether that means they're leaving you know a shitty job and finding something you know that they're truly passionate about or they're leaving a shitty relationship you know and and falling in love again or moving yeah. across the country or or you know any any one of these million things that we've been seeing people mm -hmm. do the catalyst sucked yeah it did. you know <laughs> i mean 
I'm never going to be like, mm. yay, COVID. That's not gonna <laughs> it's like, no, that's terrible. It's a terrible thing that happened. But, you know, it's there's that silver lining. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a pun to be made right there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to try too hard for it, but, um, but there is that silver lining that it knocked everybody out of their comfort zone and, uh, you know, inspired so many people to take a good hard look at, uh, what could be, what could be different. And I think when you said that word passion, it kind of reminded me again, um, it's that, yeah. that's what's so satisfactory about Kerry's story is that he's gone from being really down down in the pits and really not loving life whatsoever and even being quite isolated um he is lonely i think and, oh yeah oh yeah absolutely um, and then finding i know it sounds it sounds like such a cliche to say but finding love for life and love for his music again yeah yeah finding his passion. and i think which could also include yeah <laughs> And that's that I mean that is I know a lot of people have had a lot of things to say about that, but um I mean you know, I mean I've got I, I probably more time I could talk about that for way longer than we've got time for in this, but um if anybody <laughs> wants to talk more about Carrie, hit me up because I'm always happy to Absolutely um, always happy Absolutely. to and there's a few other fans as well that um are exactly the same. Um but <laughs> Besides the quite a few things that made me ouch at because I'm like, oh, that's me, that's really bad, that's awful, that's terrible. Um, a long time ago when I was at university, I absolutely loved playing guitar. It was possibly almost going to be like something that I was going to pursue more professionally as yeah. well, rather than what I studied at university. And then it kind of a lot of things happened and, and I, I just ended up hating it. Um, thanks, family member. Oh, that's really too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my god. And when I played through Cyberpunk and actually played through Carrie's Questline, his enthusiasm and passion for music and how he talks about it, yeah. that all yeah. that has me wishing I hadn't sold all my gear and really has me wanting mm. to pick up and start playing again um and i know for one of my friends he mentioned similar things but for a different hobby as well but also some of the other things that carrie mentions on the boat as well um about sort of early days of being in that kind of sort of career um yeah and in that for for them was something that they really picked up on and i think a lot of people will relate to and, and even musicians especially but anybody that's in the sort of arts and that um yeah will relate yeah. massively to that any in fact you know what anybody that works in any mm -hmm. sort of service or retail job yeah i agree so yeah so for for a positive of how a character can you know bring sort of positive thing to somebody that's definitely one of them and if I don't necessarily pick up guitar, then yeah. it's made me feel a hell of a lot better about why I do things, any creative thing. Um, I love but that. But also the the whole the other side of it, the, the the negative side of it. I have definitely been in a place like him where I've been felt like I've had my toes mm -hmm. stepped on by somebody else. Um, yeah, and learned myself not yep. to 
not to go down that path as well, um, which I didn't, thankfully. But um, so it is. It's, it's very to easy to do. It's very easy to let the emotions get away yeah. with you, and um, and yeah. it's so human, exactly. It's so and and I think because I'd been on that myself and felt so angry and envious and threatened, that's why I took a much mm. more um more sort of calm and mediate and sort of way with it um because i was like if you do this this is going to end badly for you i can just see it and yeah, um, yeah. and i think in an end in a way probably long term it would probably it, it would just be delaying what was probably going to happen to him when you first meet him in his mansion yeah yeah i think mm. you're absolutely right yeah thank you so much this was, I, I love this conversation and I, I have like, I liked Carrie anyway and I just, I feel like I have a whole new appreciation for him too, just, you know, based on the things that we discussed mm. today and just, you know, his passion for life and when, when it, when it leads him astray <laughs> and when it can, you know, lead him to, you know, really positive things too and just how how he leans into how he leans into it and 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 you know what that looks like for mm-hmm. for anybody I think is is so wonderful. So if anybody would like to talk to you more, you mentioned that <laughs> about Carrie, uh where can um, folks find you? Well you can find me on Twitter, uh Honor and Steel. Uh, that's with uh, a U in the honour, uh, the the British spelling. <laughs> and oh, I'm on Discord, uh, same name. Yeah, yeah. we'll link you. Um, um, uh, yeah. Wonderful. And you'll have to, yeah, and and, and I love that, I, I mean, this could change at any minute, but currently uh, your profile pic is your cosplay field scribe Halen. <laughs> it looks it, it's amazing I, I still remember when you like first uh presented that and i was just like my jaw dropped <laughs> and it was like i think that was actually how i started yeah. following you was somebody had shared that picture and i was just like blown away by by how well and how accurate you had you had Thank managed you. to capture Halen. It's, <laughs> i think the biggest such an art form. I, you know, it's it's you know what it is. I've made a few cosplays, but that is by far so so far one of my most favorite ones. Um, and it's I mean the <laughs> the Bethesda UK community managers um sort of picked up on it when I was working on it, and um and they were at the convention that I debuted that, at and and they were like, we think you're. We're we're pretty sure that you're like one of the first people to have done a cosplay of of this um of that of that co- of that yeah, outfit and yeah, and really of that true. character. So that was really that was really amazing to hear. And so um, oh, they were really lovely. Um, and yeah, so I need to I need to get to a convention at some point next year. Um, when I can. Yeah, I'm finally. I've got Pax East coming up, but I get Yay! to I get to cosplay. I mean, that was my last convention I went to was, you know, um, yeah, MCM London yeah. in 2019, and oh, it feels like so. Yeah. Was it 2019? I think it was. <laughs> um, it feels so long way, and I mean, I was going to go to one later this year, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like, no, I've got I've got some other things I want to prioritize first. Um, 
And yeah, apart from that, I'm working yeah. on a cyberpunk cosplay. Ooh, oh, I, I can't know. wait to see I need to, it. I need to start working on it. I've got, I've got everything ready, but I really need to start working on it. But um, summer, summer's coming, so um, longer days and better light for working um, at the sewing machine. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'll probably, I hope to have that ready for some point next year to go to a Scottish convention. Awesome. Um, nice. So see, there's a like very good reason to follow is to get to see. Yeah, and even working work <laughs> progress as well. I'm, I'm all for I'm all for yeah. sharing how I go about things, and that's and that's with anything creative that I do. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are some things I like to keep to myself about creative process and things like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there's there's always um, there's always value in sharing and helping other people out with uh, things. Um, I mean, after the field scribe healing one, I had a few people ask me, "Oh, I really, I really like what you did. You know, could you tell me a bit about? Because I want to make something. I want to make a scribe outfit myself, and uh, and and it did help yeah. a few people with that. Um, just sort of showing them. Yeah. That's so, so cool. um, you know, it's um, yeah. I don't like to keep all that to myself. Um, you know, some people do like to <laughs> be very protective of that, but um, I just sort of think, oh, yeah, I don't like to keep stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I, I love to talk to people about process and 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 you know bounce ideas off each other and things yeah. like that. It's yeah, no, it's fun. good for everybody. It's <laughs> it's good for the community as a whole. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you again. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having I hope me. You have a great day. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Pixel People podcast. Check out the show notes for links to the game and characters discussed and to connect with me and my guest. Want to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me on Twitter, Twitch, Discord, and just let me know who you'd like to discuss. A huge thank you to my patrons, including my tier two and three patrons, Six Cents, Bobblehead, and Aperture Flash. And thank you to Elias Ali and Andy Brooks, who created the theme music. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pixel People Pod and keep up with me on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Enjoying the show? Be sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love it if you could leave a review. It helps more people find the show. See you next time.